Hey everyone, this is your host Chris Chief and Blurred's Eye View. And if you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Here, let me explain. First, it's free. You definitely can't beat that. Plus, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, and it's everything you need to make a podcast and more. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey, everybody, this is your host, Chris G. This is your host from Blurred's Eye View, a program and a podcast that covers a multitude of things between pop culture, pop geek culture, and everything in between. And with me is my co-host, Darius B.C. Chambers. How's it going, Darius? My guys, what's going on, people? It has been, it's been great. As far as the geek world is concerned, it's been, it's been great. Been a lot of stuff for the past couple of weeks, past two weeks, actually. And some of the news that come out of the past two weeks is actually is the second episode of Stargirl. That stars Brie, Brie Bassinger, I do believe that's her name, and Luke Wilson, who's playing Stripe, or Stripe C before, and now he's playing Stripe in the robot suit. Uh, it is a very good show. I've actually, this is the, probably the sixth show to come out of Greg Berlanti from the Arrowverse on CW. Uh, Stargirl was created by the legendary DC writer Jeff Johns, who also helped co-create this show and actually co- and actually helped create this character, which was based off his uh, sister. And this show picks up several years later after the Justice Society dies. So here we are on uh, episode two, and Courtney is finding, not only did she already find the staff, which Stripe stripes he has in his basement because he was Starman's sidekick she's also not a cosmic star actually answers to her so he's kind of closeted training her so uh, they're kind of bringing back the injustice gang of society to kind of find out they're like in a small town Nebraska you know I think it's called Blue City if I'm not mistaken and they're just kind of filling the things out. And so far, for it to be the second episode, and they're still catching a lot of people. Is it's the it's the feel. It's almost like the Flash, on a lighter tone, because you are dealing with a younger actress, and she's in school, and she's dealing with the bullies, and then she's finding out about Starman, and she's playing with the cosmic staff. It's really good. It's fun stuff. Fun stuff. Uh, check that out. It comes on. It comes on the DC Universe actually a day before, which is like a Monday. And it actually airs on CW that Tuesday. I have DC Universe, so I'm watching it a day early. So, <laughs> so that's a good show. Um, last week, Agents of Shield returned. Oh my God! Can I just say, I did because I was out of town. Mm-hmm. Full disclosure: I went out to PA, and the people I was staying with, the cable was down. Oh, so man. it is nine o'clock, nine thirty, and now I'm like, I'm on Google. I'm searching like, how can I watch this show? Because I have to watch it. I've watched it from the beginning. Right. I've waited. What? It's been two years since the last episode actually aired. So I've been right. waiting to see what happens. They're in the past. So I'm like, how am I gonna watch this? Turns out she had Xfinity. I was cool. Got the code. Watched it. Can I say it started off like on a hundred? Like they started yeah, yeah, out yeah, with a bang. Yeah, 
It did. Face snatching, and if you haven't seen it, I don't care. It, it came on Friday. Yeah. Wednesday. The only thing it, about it, the only thing I hate about it is that they put it on late. I, I'm like, it's their last season. Why are you putting it on lot. 10 o'clock? I'm like, come on. On a Wednesday. Yeah, on a Wednesday, right? I'm like, you're trying to murder I'm like, we know it's the last season. Don't try to murder it so soon. And and, and that's what killed it because it started out on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Tuesday at 8. Then it went to Friday at 9. Then it went to Friday at 9 or 10. Yeah. They were doing like back-to-back episodes at one point. It was like 9 yeah. to 10 and then 10 to 11. It's mm-hmm. like, Y'all killed it with the switch. Tuesday was that sweet spot. Yeah. Nothing really going. And it was had prime real estate. And y'all actually, switched it to Fridays. And, and, and it was actually up against a lot of the CW shows and it still fared well. Yes. And I don't know <laughs> whose right idea was like, ah, let's put it on Fridays. <laughs> but the show was amazing. Um Colson's back for those who don't know, sorry. Again, it's Saturday. If you ain't seen it by now. <laughs> it's called a it's DVR, good. people. DVR yes. and on demand. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, yeah, I forgot. Spoiler alert, people. This <laughs> I forgot. Spoiler alert. So, Coast is back. Maze knocked out in the beginning. Um, Fitz is nowhere to be found. Simmons is there. You got Mac. You got Daisy or Quake, whatever you want to call her. Um, and it's just... It hard, it, 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 I feel like it has that flow to where they're going to explain a lot in a little bit of time. Yeah. And get everybody caught up on behind the cap scenes from in-game. I don't know how much they're going to really show because I think this is like 20 years before or at least two or three years before the SSR started, so SHIELD isn't even started. Yeah. But it looks promising for them to be able to go out on their own terms and to have a final season and to be able to do the final season the way they want to because not many shows get that. Exactly. Uh, either a final That's chance true. to finish their story arc or even to tell their story the way they want to in the end. It's just like they shoot a couple of episodes and then that's it. And then next week it's like, oh, yeah, they were canceled. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That it's, it's – I'm waiting to see. Basically, the basis of this season is in order to save S.H.I.E.L.D., they have to save Hydra. And if you Which, haven't if, if you have not watched any Marvel films or TV shows, once again, spoiler alert, it's in Captain America the Winter Soldier. Freedom Hydra had <laughs> Yeah, like Hydra had in, infiltrated Shield in the 40s and guess what? Agents Back of in Shield the first taken, Avenger. Yep. I mean, first Captain America. Exactly. And, and that's and they infiltrated it way back then and that's why i'm hoping you know there might be some kind of mention because they're like in 1930s 1940s yeah they're prohibition yeah fdr's not even president yet he's still the mayor of new york yeah so i'm wondering if there might be some sort of mention to stephen rogers maybe you know because this is his time Peggy carter Peggy carter (laughs) you know this this is this is their mention no i don't think they mentioned howard stark yet no, no. There's no but I, you know what? They him. might be. They might be though, because he was one of the founding members along with Peggy Carter. Yeah. So I, I would imagine that they would show at least those two, in that release. Yeah. So that's some good news. Well, um, we do have Malik. Yeah, we do have Malik. Malik's, yeah. Malik's, uh, Malik's dad. Sorry. Yeah, oh yeah, Malik's dad. <laughs> this is for those. Be a fun season. For those who don't know, Malik was the starter of Hydra, pretty much like one of the sales in um, like modern day 
he tried to take over and the event uh, not Avengers. Agent Coulson and them killed him. Yeah, I killed. think he was um four, five, yeah. somewhere around there. No, out, three or actually, four. Yeah, I think if it's the, I think it was Powers Booth that played. I can't remember yeah. the actor that played. But he was actually he even had a son was, in the show. Yeah. He it, <laughs> it was actually he was like on the council that Nick Fury had to talk to. He was on that council. Yeah. So he it was turned out to be Hydra. Right. <laughs> and then, that was after matter of fact, it was after the Winter Soldier when all that was found out and he was had he was found out. So exactly. that was about season three. Exactly. They did the big Hydra reveal and then that's the last time they stopped doing after movie tie ins. Yeah. Because it was and too that's much. When, that's when you found out like who the hell else is in Hydra? <laughs> so, yeah. Like everybody was in it. You're just like you looking cross at everybody. But yeah, uh it was so many. That was fun. Some other news, they're talking about. So here's the thing: the Mandalorian already has Katie Sackhoff coming on board, playing Bo-Katan from uh, Star Wars Rebels and uh, Clone Wars. There's already been mention of Rosario Dawson playing Ahsoka Tano, also from those two shows, playing a live-action version of herself or of that character. Now there's talk of bringing Ezra Brigger, Bridger from, from from Rebels onto a live action style. And he will be somewhere around 40, 30, 40 years old. That's about right, considering the time frame. So there's talk of that bringing that character on because right now what Disney Plus and Lucasfilms are looking to do is bring a lot of their Star Wars shows to live action and bring it to their Disney Plus streaming service, which is a good idea. This is a good oh, move. Oh, it's, it's amazing. See, Disney Plus is when they when they started snatching all their shows off of Netflix and you know those sites, and this is like, oh, what are they doing? This is stupid. Nobody else, nobody wants a Disney screen streaming service. They don't have enough content. But they do because they, they got really Marvel, <laughs> Star Wars came aboard. They got The Simpsons. Like Disney Plus, I have it. I think my wife and them love it. Um, like Disney Plus has been uh, un- like a lot of p- underrated. I believe it's been underrated because a lot of people have it, but they haven't been watching it. Then the Mandalorian came out, and like Disney sales just started boosting through the roof. Everybody yeah. has to have it. Unfortunately, I haven't seen it because I think we had this talk before. I'm not really a Star Wars guy. Yeah, yeah. I, they lost me uh, with the early ones. And then, like the newer, the, the, no, it was more the newer ones. It's a forty-year-old story. Yeah, so, so it's kind of like kinda, you kinda when have that, to be they had that gap. It was just like all this new stuff and purple lightsabers and. Hey, we don't like, we, uh, we don't knock Sam Jackson. We don't we don't we don't we don't knock Mace Windu. We we no, want some, Mace, we want Mace more was a bad boy. And I'm mad. I want more Mace Windu. I want some more. I am one and he of those fought like heck to get that purple lightsaber. Yes, like, he they did. Gonna do it for a minute. It's Sam but, Jackson. He pretty much said, "Hey, motherfucker, I want hey, this man, purple man, lightsaber. Give me the lightsaber." But it just—it was the story. It just felt like after the original. I don't think it was meant for that gap to happen. I think we talked about that before. They didn't. Yeah. It, meant, it was meant to be a kind of a continuous story, but yeah, yeah. Whatever you know, Hollywood and everything, powers to be, and you know, politics. Yeah. It was like a gap. That just gap kind of for me. There was other things to watch. Yeah, I kind of got yeah. that. Kind of fell in love with 
Superman and it gave me a chance to, you know, really just go back and look at things of that nature. And it's just trying to go back for me now. It's, I kind of watch the cartoons a little bit because my son watches them. And that's how I got slowly back into it. But I haven't been invested like a lot of people have. I want to, but I've been burned. I'm scorned. I'm a scorned lover. Like right now, Star Wars has burned me one too many times. And it just seems to drag on. And it's just like, I'm going to get back to it. One day, hopefully, we rekindle our, our friendship. At least be friends. Let's just be friends. So, so you for, know, see for, what the, happens. for the listeners out there, for the listeners out here, this is this is a this is a disclaimer. He's not a hater. No. He did say he was he's waiting to come back. We gotta bring him back in. We gotta bring him back in. So he's not lost. Thing, people. It's, I... it's like it's you're living the Star Wars mantra right now. It's like you you you've done you've done the Luke Skywalker thing where you kind of take I just I, I kinda walked away. You walked away. I put my lightsaber down <laughs> and I walked away. I didn't want to pick it back up. So he, don't can, wanna... he can still come back. <laughs> like it's still there. It's dusty as a mug. I, there's always a chance I'll pick it back up and get the good fight going. But nothing I say, and I want people like new subscribers like, oh, this guy's a hater. Why is he on this show? He knows nothing. I'm not a hater. My job. See, Chris is the knowledge. I'm more of the realistic, holistic approach. I'm not going <laughs> to lie to you guys. I'm going to tell you how it is. I love Star Wars. Don't get me wrong. I never said I didn't like Star Wars. I should love Star Wars. I just can't give the new generation. I'm old school. Like, and it felt like the new stuff was kind of, the story was off. I don't know if George Lucas wasn't fully behind it, but it, to me, it just felt like the old was a classic. I get what it you're saying. Great. I get what you're saying. Was, I don't think. I get exactly what you're saying. It didn't I have all think, that animation I, in it. Yeah, I don't think. And then there was Jar Jar Binks. Oh, we're not going there. So that's what really <laughs> threw me over the top. That was for the children. That was for the children. Yeah, like, was, like, like, I, like, like, OD, like ODB say that, you know. Strictly for the kids. It's strictly for the kids. <laughs> ODB is for the children. But I, think, I don't think George Lucas meant for it to be a 40 plus year story. He always meant for it to be a nine-part story, but I don't think he meant for it to go it's on as long as it did. And but at the same time, it's almost poetic. You know, when you it's almost poetic when you like read some of these stories where like like these Arthurian type stories where they, the 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 powers that be are always in power or something, and and it just takes somebody to take them down. And it just takes a while, and then finally the the culmination of that is they just they won they finally won but i digress on that one uh, <laughs> uh universal studios and ryan gosling have teamed up ryan gosling is going to be in the wolfman for universal hmm. studios now you know a couple of years ago universal studios has tried to do the shared universe thing with uh starting with the mummy with tom cruise now i've seen that version I it's have not. It, it's not a bad version. It's not. It's really not a bad version. Here's where it goes bad, though. People like Brendan Fraser's version. I yeah. love that version. I like and Brendan was, Fraser's version. Yeah, it, it's <laughs> it's fun. It's action packed. It's comedic. I and think, I think it was just not. I think it was just bad marketing. Yeah, it was weird because I remember seeing like the commercials and stuff for that. Because you know, they, 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 kept, they kept, yeah, they kept relabeling it as uh, the reboot. 
And it's yeah. not really a reboot because Tom Cruise's character is not the same character as Brendan Fraser. It's none of, they, there's no there's no connection whatsoever. So it's not really a reboot. It's just a retelling. And I, like I said, I think it's repackage. Bad, it's, repackage. <laughs> it's just bad marketing. And I think it was just put out to the people wrong because, you know, they're like, you know, till this day, the mummy, Brendan Fraser's version, is still watched. It's still fun, you know, yeah. and people love it. And I think when they had the Tom Cruise version, whom people like Tom Cruise too, it was yeah. just. I can do without him, but yeah. that's just me personally. It, it doesn't hurt, you know. I he, think he, it, he lost me with the whole jumping on the couch at Oprah thing. That, <laughs> that's, where, that's where I stopped taking Tom Cruise serious at all as like an actor. It was just like, dude, and, and now his are you on drugs? And now his ex-wife is dating Jamie Foxx. But, uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, hey. That's weird. Hey, oh, man, Katie Holmes. She's like a, you know what? Okay, yeah. So let's move on. Let's <laughs> really move on. Yeah, really yeah, because I don't want to get too, because Katie Holmes. Tom Cruise seems like a vindictive type of person. If you mentioned her and him in the same sentence, he wants some kind of royalties. He just seems like a short tempered guy. Like, my favorite Tom Cruise is on Family Guy, the little short one, the little short Tom Cruise Family Guy. That's my favorite Tom Cruise. Oh, my I goodness. Think that's the most. Uh, accurate depiction of Tom Cruise there is. Like inside <laughs> he's a short midget. And I'm just I'm sorry, Tom Cruise, if you find this, don't do me, but you are. <laughs> but it but also, but, but so Ryan Gosling has signed on with Universal. They're gonna produce the Wolfman and this is basically on the backs of the Invisible Man, which was a big hit. So they're <sighs> talking of uh doing the Wolfman not really sure right now if it's going if they're trying to repackage their shared universe idea yeah or that if they're gonna yeah. go that route but it, it's it's a wait and see process i feel like it, i feel like it could work though because it's not like because when i when people think shared universe now all of a sudden they're thinking marvel and dc yeah, and this that's is what, like a, I think that's a what horror universe. universe. This is yeah. the Wolfman, Dracula, the Mummy, the Invisible Man. They actually said in an article that Dracula Untold didn't do that well, and I was really surprised because that movie is boss as hell. You know, Luke Evans as Dracula, and you're telling his backstory as he became to be, was really kick ass, and I'm like, wow, this. Matthew. They they thought this, you know, but see, this is, once again, this is one of those things where it doesn't do well in the theaters, but once it hits, you know, Redbox oh, or Reynolds or anything like that, home, does folk it heroes. does way better. You know, it's the same. It happened with Anchorman. Anchorman oh. did not do great at the box office, but once it hit Reynolds, it was blown out the water. Here's Anchorman is probably one of the most quoted movies in the last 10, 10, 15 years, whenever it came out, like it's, there's people still saying, the I'm very important. I have a bunch, a bunch of leather bound books in my office. They smell like mahogany. That's one of my favorite lines. Like before <laughs> I met my wife, that was a line I used. The, the, the mahogany book? Yeah. I'm a man. If you notice. Yeah. The, the, what I is that? Tiger Tower Panther Chunks? <laughs> What was the cologne? Panther, Panther chunks? Yeah, no, it was. Pet, six Panther. Real chunks of 
Yeah, Sex Panther with real chunks of panther. Bits of panther. Like, oh, it. that is odious. Sounds like a gorilla. Yeah. It burns like the nostrils. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that was a, that movie was hilarious. And you had brick. Who cannot love brick? <laughs> Loud I, I, noises. I love, I love I love lamp. Well, yeah. What was it? Pants party. Pants party. Right. <laughs> She's like, are you gonna invite me to a party in pants? Yes. <laughs> Did Brian tell you to say this? Yes. No. <laughs> yes. <laughs> There's a. It's the, it's the pleats that make it look that way in the in the crotchal region. It's, yeah. <laughs> it yeah, is. Chip, whammy. <laughs> <laughs> like that movie. The second one. Uh, there's actually one actually was, actually if you look deep enough, there's there's two of them. <laughs> I actually seen both versions before the actual second one that was released on the movie in the movies. There was another version that was released on YouTube a couple oh, of years shoot. back, but you had to watch it in sections. And uh, that one was insane. That was it was just as insane as the first one. So it's like Anchorman yeah. and a half is what it is. Oh, I think I say that it was some kind of DVD. I think they might have tried to put it on a DVD. Here they might on. have. They might have. But but the second one was. Yeah, I didn't was, really. It, it was funny, but it wasn't funny. It wasn't it was quotable funny. as yeah, it the wasn't first one. Yeah, that's what it was. Because I think he went blind or something in the second one. Oh yeah. Yeah, it just living didn't in, make sense. In a loud lighthouse and everything. Yeah. Ron was way past his time. <laughs> The first one was cool. The first one I loved. I was still watching it. Matter of fact, I think it came on TV today. DBS yeah. was doing like yeah, a, they, they always a Will Ferrell, uh, Talladega Nights, Get Get Hard. Oh yeah, they were they were uh, they were getting their ratings. That's what they were doing. Oh my god, everybody's been showing all. These. I think I just turned mine off. I think it was like TNT was showing a whole bunch of Wonder Woman and. Justice League, Batman vs Superman, which they're still on. They're still, they're, still, they're still on quarantine uh, viewings. That's uh, what they are. The legend oh, we got yeah, for a wall of good stuff on. The, oh, they're throwing, man, they're throwing everything at the wall right now. Right. Well, on the more news, Tom Ellis is seemingly on board for potential Lucifer season six at Netflix. This sixth season and final season at Netflix. Uh, and for many of those know, Lucifer, that very same Lucifer, uh, is also a DC Comics character. And so he's not in the Arrowverse show, but he is, he does make an appearance during the Crisis on Infinite Earths. Spoiler alert. It's been long enough, people. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hate we have to uh, do that in this time. I believe, people are like, oh my God, I didn't see it. It's been six months. Yeah, like, what I what are you doing with I'm, your life? Get out of the rock. I believe Lucifer was canceled on season Fox. three or four on Fox. Yeah. So Netflix was in their their heyday, basically. And they were just like, hey, we're going to pick it up. We're picking it up and we're going to run with it. And so they ran with it. They took it. Matter of fact, it was season four and then they did season five. They're doing season five. But they've had to start, stop uh, season five due to, obviously, COVID-19. Uh, but their negotiations are currently going on between Ellis and the Warner Brothers and Netflix. And, and even though it's been a little complicated, it seems that the actor is still on board with doing. Yeah, I think he said he wants to do it. Yeah, on the sixth and final season. And on some related news, uh, Dennis Haysbert is cast will be is cast as God in Lucifer season five. Now, for those who don't know, 
he is Ooh. the he's he to me and my wife he's known as President Palmer from twenty four. <laughs> for in my for, house, he's the he's the uh, nationwide guy. Yes, he's he's, he's the nationwide guy. <laughs> or uh, if you really want to be good, he's a uh, Mr. McCall from Love and Basketball. Yeah, right. his dad, <laughs> who got a lot of action. Let's not let's 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 talk about this man for a minute because I love that movie. And that guy in this movie was like the best and the worst dad all in the same movie it's just his story arc in that movie was so amazing Rough. he went from like being the perfect dad just out here smashing groupies on the road to <laughs> 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 being the moral compass for a guy whose life he had left when he before he went to college exactly but but it, yeah that's gonna be fun uh dennis Haysburg is also one of those actors who has that most the this commanding voice beyond oh, God, yeah. yours truly. <laughs> you know, and you, him, and Morgan Freeman in the same room, it's a lot of furniture moving. Let's say that. <laughs> Let's say like, it's a lot of, hey, you guys see that and furniture start flying around and stuff, he put on the blueness and all, it's just, <laughs> good job. Like, it's, just called, it's called the thunder, we can't help it. It's, we were yeah. born with it. So, um, now here's some big news, and it kind of ties just, in together. First off, HBO Max launched this week. That's big news. Very big. What follows behind that big news is that Zack Snyder's cut of the Justice League <sighs> is going to be shown, I believe, in 2021. 21. Now, I'm uh, I think he was given 20 to $30 million for not... I think to for re not so much reshoots, but to just kind of clean up some stuff, maybe add a few things. And talks are running rampant right now. Um, there are a lot of scenes that have been mentioned and talked about by Zack Snyder himself that never made the cutting floor because he was he left yeah. uh, the Justice League movie before you know his whole vision could be be brought out and Josh Whedon was brought in so oh, Josh Whedon and, and I love Josh but I love it just, him I, I, I'm a, I'm a big I, it Josh felt like fan. switching from Marvel to DC he didn't know what to do and it was in midway and it was just and I'm a very big proponent of you never change your directors in the middle of a movie you never, never. get the same product and that's what happened and from what we've seen over I think it was what two three years yeah from Zack Snyder, from Jason Momoa, from Henry Cavill, from uh, Ben, Affleck. ben Affleck. They said, oh, we shot this scene. Even, even, what is the guy that plays Commissioner Gordon? Uh, J.K. Simmons. Yeah. J.K. Simmons is Commissioner Gordon. I remember seeing a scene of this guy in a gym, and he's jacked. Oh, yeah. He, he's in shape. Like, yeah. wow. And he was in the shape. They said he was getting in shape probably for the show he has on, I believe, Stars or Epics, one of those two. And also as the role as Commissioner Gordon. And I'm like, his, his scene wasn't even that long in Justice League, was which was very disappointing. Was, I think he had two scenes. Yeah, if that. And they were all on They were on the roof. They were on the roof. He had the scene on the roof and he had the scene at the, uh, at the dam after Seven Wolf came. Yeah, and that was it. 
And yeah, I'm, like, I'm sure he wasn't getting jacked just for those two scenes. Or something. He had to be in some kind of action role at some point. So there's talks of that happening. And, it, and it's real. It's gone down. It's happening. We're going to get a Zack Snyder vision. We're going to get a Zack Snyder, Snyder cut. Of just dark side, dark side. We get an appearance a of dark different side. Look at Steppenwolf. A, a definitely different, different. They said a different look of Steppenwolf. Possibly mm-hmm. a different ending for Steppenwolf. You know, yeah. Uh, talks I of think, Martian Manhunter. Yeah, I think I read somewhere it's like four hours worth of footage. Yeah, and they're now <laughs> and they might make it a movie on its own. <laughs> yeah, and they 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 either or they a super either, series. Yeah, yep, that's what I was gonna say. They were either going to use the cut and chop it up, or possibly do a six part series. That's still up to for debate. We'll wait and see what's happening. But attached to that news, Henry Cavill is possibly that's back. What I, that's what I was waiting on. <laughs> He's possibly back as Superman. And for now that's not movies. saying we're getting a Superman Man of Steel two. They're saying that he may be in a capacity like Samuel Jackson is as Nick Fury for the Marvel Universe. He may be the Nick Fury of the DCU. I'm fine with that. I, I may, I'm, I'm completely fine with that. You know, as long as we have a Superman, I'm good. Yeah, yeah. And if this means we get an actual Man of Steel 2, perfect. Because I'm actually a fan of Man of Steel. I, I liked it. Yeah. If if I in in, in reality, in reality, if you watch Man of Steel, Batman versus Superman and Justice League, you're really watching his story in yeah. the background. It's really his story. If you put those if you take all his stuff that he did for those three movies, that's his story you're watching. You know, the first Man of Steel is him just coming out. It's his first for for Ray as Superman. You know, he's trying to find himself. He's not the Boy Scout everybody knows. Uh, Batman versus Superman. He's trying to get used to the role. He's, everybody's either looking to him as a god or looking into it as a threat. Man of Steel, or I'm sorry, uh, Justice League. He's brought back from the death, from dead. And spoiler alert. You gotta say spoiler alert. Because, you know, people spoiler are just alert. under rocks nowadays. Late to the ball, <laughs> Cinderella. Um, but then he, but by the end of the film, you realize he he's comfortable with who he is now, and he is the Boy Scout that we know and love and we follow. So that was my take on it. That was my take on it. And I really wish that we did get this Zack Snyder version. No offense, Josh Whedon. I love your work. I am a diehard brown coat. I'm a diehard Scooby. Those who watch Buffy know what I'm talking about. (laughs) (laughs) But um, this probably wasn't the best. It probably would have been the best fit for him had he been on it from the beginning. But to take over for another director. It's hard. Yeah. The tone change. It's a different tonal change. And that's what it was. Way different. So that's our news. Oh, one more piece of news. J.K. Simmons is a... Reportedly signed on to play uh, everybody's favorite newspaper guy, Jay Jonah Jameson. That is right. That is correct. That did happen. Oh, that is some good news. I forgot about that. <laughs> and I actually put that on the YouTube page or on the uh, Facebook page. That, That's yeah, really, he, yeah. But let's face it. Who else did you see playing Jay Jonas Jameson? It wasn't going to be anybody else. Oh, his commissioner, Gordon, Gordon Leaves, was a lot to be decided because he was only in two scenes. But him is Jay Jonah Jameson. He nails it. 
Wait, who was J. Jovan Jameson in the uh, the it was Tom Holland? Him. It, it was, was him and the Tom Holland. Tom Holland, yeah. Yeah, it was at the end. Yeah, yeah, at the end of at the end of Far From Home, when oh, they do that man. little blurb on the yeah. on the inner on the screen up there, it's him. It's just there is a different type of Daily Bugle thing, but it's him. It's it's still, it doesn't he, matter as long as it's him. He plays that role so well. J.K. Simmons playing J. Jonas Jameson is. He's built for it like like Ryan Reynolds is built for Deadpool. Like Patrick uh, Stewart is built for Professor X. It, it sometimes you're just born for a role. For a role, yeah. And that's that's his, that's his role. <laughs> you know, that you, is that is the role that no matter where he goes in any other show, I feel like he's kind of playing that character. <laughs> his commissioner Gordon was a little on the But like you said, we didn't get enough of him. So yeah, to, to get that in, but it was on the peripheral. <laughs> yeah, so so that is our news, people. I'm gonna think. I'm, I think I put like a little news thing in there. I don't know. I'll figure that out. I'll do it in post. <laughs> <laughs> so today's main topic, we are talking about the top moments, five top moments in superhero films over time that are best to us. Um. I don't know if you want to, did you want to go first or you want me to go first? Uh, my list is actually, I can go first. Okay, uh, okay, go ahead. Uh, I kinda, yeah, do your five, I'll do my five. That way we can just do it that way. I, well, I'm going in my, because in my phone, they let me only do from one to five, but it's five to one. Okay. The way I'm going to say it. <laughs> um, number five would be Deadpool. I mean, yeah, Deadpool with the juggernaut showing up for the first time. Mm-hmm. Like a real juggernaut. Because the next yeah. <laughs> juggernaut was. Yeah, so so I mean like big helmet, nasty, mean, no games being played, ass kicking juggernaut. That's mm-hmm. the juggernaut I wanted. Um four would be the fight scene in the park in the first Avengers. Okay. That scene to me set the tone for the movie. Yeah. Yeah. You got Tony Stark making Shakespeare jokes. <laughs> you had Cap and Thor fighting, and Loki just sitting there watching. Right. So it kind of was a, it was a good. The mother thing. would know you weareth her drape. Like you don't know what you do. You don't know what you're getting yourself into. Shakespeare in the park. <laughs> so it was like to me, it was iconic because it being the first Avenger movie, it's the first time they're all coming together, and you're wondering like you have all these personalities, and none of them know about each other, and now it's just like they're face to face for the first time. It's just like. How do they interact? And we see it's volatile. It's like, but it was also a team building thing because you see later on throughout that movie and the whole story, they kind of work together. Three, which no matter how you flip it, works out the same, was Doctor Strange opening the portals and all all the Avengers coming out for the first Uh, endgame. That scene. Well, first he had Black Panther walking out because he was that brought tears to my eyes. Yeah, I'm a grown man and I am willing to admit that <laughs> that, yeah, that, that whole end of that movie eye. made me tear up a little bit. My kids was like, "Dad, what's wrong? You got something in your eye? His popcorn dust or something in the air?" And they said, "I don't know what's going on," but that scene. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's my favorite line from a movie ever. I don't care what movie it is. You're my boy, Blue. But, <laughs> That scene when they're opening up all these, all the portals start opening up. It was 
it was like the second biggest pop at the, towards the end of the movie. Yeah, yeah. It, it got a good reaction. Oh, it got um, a great reaction. <laughs> but this scene got the best reaction, which was Cap building Mir Mule. And I can never <laughs> say that. Name. I can never was, say that. You, thanks to Cat Dennings, he can use that. You mean? <laughs> yeah, that's because that's and I think that's why I say it because of her. And she's my favorite character in the Thor movie. I don't know why Cat. Ah, I love Cat. Sidebar. Sidebar, she's going to be playing that same character in WandaVision series on Disney+. Plus. Oh, I gotta watch They're that. bringing Darcy back, everybody. I love Darcy. She would snap quick with it. And she was, all her characters are like that. Oh, yeah. She's uh, always snappy. I like her. Girls, like, yeah. I loved her on that. But yeah, Cap using the hammer, because I can butcher that name all day long. Cap <laughs> wielding the hammer, it got the biggest pop in the theater. No matter what theater you were in, no matter how many times people see the movie, no matter where it was at, that scene got the biggest pop. Yeah. But my number five, or number one, is Tony Stark dying. Oh. The I Am Iron Man, him doing Ooh. the snap. To me, that... That was an improvised line. Yeah, it wasn't even <laughs> supposed to be in a movie. But that's Robert Downey Jr. for you, man. He gives you full circle. I Am Iron Man from the beginning to the end. That's it. But to me, that scene wasn't just because it was like the best. It was, like I said, it was it was Tony Stark coming full circle. Yeah. The first Iron Man, he was arrogant. He's just like, yeah, I'm Iron Man. Yeah. And you see him throughout all the rest of the movies. You see slowly he's he has peaks and valleys. Yeah. But that <laughs> line at the end wasn't the brass cocky Tony Stark we began with. But it's more of a surreal, the more of a mature. Expected. Yeah, yeah, like. But you notice, even in that film, he says it when he get at his funeral. I guess his hologram says it to his daughter. More theories on that later. That he <laughs> says, but this is the hero's journey. Yeah, and it is. Yeah. I mean, it was the birth off. you your birth in a certain and in the baptismal fire, so to speak. You find out what you really are at your at your most internal core, and then you change from that. And that's what he did. He progressed from that. He actually was so well. From that. And uh, I'm speaking to somebody who was born for the role. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. In, in his, yeah, his actual iron, his real life. I mean, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> talk about comeback kid. <laughs> yeah, I think, I, and, and it's crazy because I forgot about the trouble he was in when he was younger. He, he was all the always, drugs and the yeah. alcohol. He was like in and out of jail. He was he had more prison terms than he had movies at one point. Exactly, exactly. And it's just like he turned it around, and now he's like iconic <laughs> for being Iron Man, and people forget. He even had like he was even rehab and all this other stuff. Like it's just mm-hmm. crazy how far he has come. And it's just one of them stories that you can redeem yourself from the mistakes you make earlier if you keep trying. Exactly. Greatness is on the other side. Yeah. There you go, guys. We also don't give you her stuff, we give you inspiration <laughs> and motivation. That's what we're don't, about here, Blurred Zone. Put down view. the bottle, pick up the hope. You two can be <laughs> Tony Stark one day. Or cat. <laughs> or cat. Or T'Challa. Or T'Challa. Yeah. All of them. <laughs> Anybody you want. You just might not have superpowers, but you have a crazy cool suit. 
Unlike the oh, three kids who tried to have themselves bitten by a black widow to get Spider Man's powers, but yeah, we're not can going we there. I can't. No, well, I have to because I'm sorry. We have we, we have one I, a week where we have to tell people stop doing stupid stuff. The three <laughs> kids, wherever you are, let me listen to me. Look at me. Good old Uncle Darius is going to tell you something. You're not getting no superpowers from those bodies, and a black widow could kill you. And it ain't even a good black widow. If you want to get bit by a good black widow, find Natasha Romanoff. <laughs> <laughs> like, seriously, that's the black widow I want to be bit by. Right. I don't know okay. about you guys, but hey. I agree with you. And, <laughs> and for, I agree with you. And for the children, it was dumb, but I admire your tenacity. So as an adult, it's stupid. As a kid, the kid of me was like, you guys geniuses would that did it, or did it work is my question because i never know if it didn't work or not they just said they go it it didn't say if they had superpowers or not so if i see three little kids swinging around it i'm finding me a black widow i'm getting bit telling you and here's Signing the thing up for that all day you managed to get bit by the same spider all three of you so yeah now you so have that, a so now you have a test and control so between the three of you somebody somebody got, got powers <laughs> Little Johnny left his friends. He went swinging down the street. We know why Johnny is the man now. Right. Oh, he's acting he weird now. Man. He's a little reclusive. Well, we uh, get why. Yeah, we get why. Yeah, he's, he's with great power becomes great responsibility. No, he's extra buff now. He's only eight years old. We, we, yeah, okay, well, we know what's going why is Johnny on. Johnny so small. <laughs> Johnny, Johnny be hitting the roids. No, Johnny got spider powers, dude. He look Johnny alone for he big fresh. Exactly. <laughs> Oh, all right. So <laughs> that was our that was our inspirational and our as uh, uh, as you know um, what they call it now you know inspiration word of the week. So there Don't it is. Do that stupid stuff. <laughs> all right. So I'm gonna go ahead and do my five. Um, I'm reaching back, so I'm gonna reach back and go forward. So my number one. Now this is not. I don't list. My, I didn't list mine as the top. Like from one to five, I just listed them and how I've seen them in in years they were released. So this little film was re released in 1978, and at the time, your host, yours truly, Chris G, was only two years old. It was directed by Richard Donner, and that film is Superman. Superman, who was played by uh, Christopher Reeve, who played the titular character of Clark Kent, and Superman himself, and Gene Hackman as the titular villain and land tycoon Lex Luthor. Um, the standout moment in this film is not only when Christopher Reeve puts, <clears throat> first puts on the costume, but it's when he has to go through the trials of stopping all these worldwide catastrophic events only to fail in saving the love of his life, Lois Lane. Spoiler alert. Now... <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Hey. Okay, this is the biggest spoiler alert in the history of this show to date. So that, you have not the, seen this movie. I can't tell years. You. Like I mean, that's like a long time. Forty-five, forty, forty plus years. Okay, yeah, people, about forty-six you have years. Not seen this movie by There's now. There's something wrong. There's something you wrong. You have to be living under the earth, not a exactly. rock. The whole earth at <laughs> so, the center. So he fails. <laughs> he fails to save Lois, but it turns a dime on its head. He pulls a Barry Allen 
That's right, people. He flies into the Earth, out flies outside the Earth's orbit, flies so fast that he spins the Earth in reverse to rewind time. That's what that was from. Turns back around, flies it back to correct its course just so he can make it in time to stop Lois from dying. Now, they never said if anything else was affected, but yeah. to me, up until <laughs> that point, that particular point, because up until the point where he's stopping the missile, he's stopping the he's stopping a, a nuclear missile from uh, exploding. He's stopping a town from being washed out from a dam that was exploded on purpose. There was a fault line when Lois was out doing her reporter's business. She the car her car runs out of gas. Classic Lois falls into the fault line. The fault line collapses on the car and crushes her, and she suffocates and dies. And right after Superman just saved the town, he gets, he hears her. He's always listening for her. And he races to her, gets to her, pulls the car out of the fault line, and realizes it's too late. She's gone. She and the guttural, the guttural scream that he lets off as a child <laughs> for me shook me to my core because like I said, I'm only two. I'm not used to that. That was my first experience of seeing death. <laughs> so, but those moments, just seeing Christopher Reeve put on that suit and having that score playing in the background and everything, that was intense for me. Uh, my number two is Batman 1989, directed by Tim Burton. Oh, that is a classic. Yes, it is very, much, very oh, much a classic. That. So much a classic that this starred Michael Keaton as Bruce Wayne. Now, those who don't know, Michael Keaton was known up until that point as a very comedic actor. Uh, Mr. Mom and all these other little side movies he's done. He's always been like these joking type of things. But it starred Michael Keaton as Bruce Wayne, Jack Nicholson as the Clown Prince of Crime, the Joker. And on the legendary composer Danny Elfman giving the Dark Knight a musical score that is still used to this day and has a fantastic soundtrack by no other than Prince. Oh, yeah. This film <laughs> has set the president on how Michael Keaton was viewed as not just a comedic actor, but as a brooding and serious bat of Gotham with just two words on Batman. Also leading the argument Bob never did anything to deserve what he got at the end of that movie. Now, <sighs> poor Bob. <laughs> poor Bob. For those who don't know, Bob was Joker's sidekick, so to speak. He was, it was his first-hand man. It was his first man. I'm and not so sure the way he got treated. You were after, he got treated that way. Yeah, you were just like, man, you played Bob yeah. the entire time. So Bob was like, Hacking, uh, it was like lacking number six. They just yeah, used the way him. he treated him. He was just like, he Oh, you're, you're my number one, you're my number one, but you played him all the way till the end. Yeah, Bob Gunn, last Bob. words Bob ever said or heard. Yeah, my, my number three, pour one out for Bob, y'all. Yeah, pour one out for Bob. 
he earned it. He earned it. He, he, was, he, he, was, about a he was He was a soldier. He was right. He was a true him. loyal. Like that was the that was the most loyalist henchman I've ever seen in the movie. Like, like if it, it went down, he didn't keep it from him or nothing. He was like, hey, oh, this is what Bob kept it one hundred and died for it. That's... Yeah, it was somebody else's screw up, and Bob had to pay for it. Okay. <laughs> so my number three, <laughs> my number three, is The Dark Knight, directed by Christopher Nolan. Uh, this starred Christian Bale as Batman, the fourth actor to portray the role in the cinematic version of the film. The star, however, was not Christian Bale. Oh, no. It was Heath Ledger playing no other than the Joker. Chaotic, unpredictable, and a sociopath, Heath Ledger's performance left fans like myself wanting more and planted in everyone's mind who was better. Nicholson or Ledger? And I'm not still, answering. So I'm, it's, <laughs> it's, I, I, I'm saying Ledger because Nicholson's Joker was more of a comedy mm-hmm. to me, at least. You know the 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 newscast he had, the laughing gas, and everybody. Heath Ledger was just batshit crazy. Heath Ledger's Joker burnt money and he burnt bridges and didn't give a damn. Exactly. He wanted, to watch, he wanted to burn the world down and watch it. Exactly. He, in the middle of it. Like, it literally, literally it said that uh, Michael Keaton's version of Alfred Pennyworth even said it like when Bruce is talking to Alfred and, he, and Alfred just answers him. Some people just want to watch the world burn. And that's Nothing true. else. Nothing else but that's just true. true utter chaos. Yes. So my number Before four... Yeah, right. Poor one out. He man, before he he died not long after that performance. Exactly. He put himself. I and feel won, like and he, won an Oscar for that. Yeah, that's how you know his was the best. I'm sorry, but yeah. he won an <laughs> he Oscar his, for that. That was put amazing. Himself into that role like, wholeheartedly. I there was like, I wouldn't let my son go see it because I was like, yeah, this might not what you want to see, kid. This is too much for you. Yeah. So. Just to begin it alone. Yeah. Showed yeah. that how chaotic the, he was gonna be. The pencil scene. The Not pencil. even that. I mean the bank robin scene. Well the pencil oh, the bank scene, was just, scene was genius. The pencil scene was just fucked up. Let's just call that one. Man, I was like, oh, I'll never get around a pencil for a while. Right. I didn't know you can hurt somebody with a pencil like that. But no, just the, the way he set up the bank scene was like every man had orders to kill the man he was with. Yeah. So And nobody knew he was nobody the knew who which is like a genius plan anyway yeah like Like, you never want to rob a bank and have too many witnesses you want to so you kill off the crew as you come out it's reservoir dogs (laughs) the guy who did the alarm got knocked off the guy who went on thing he got knocked he got knocked off the guy who opened the book he got knocked off the guy who was putting the bags in he got knocked off last person was joker and you know what he gave him the money he probably burned it after he was done yeah, that's what was so crazy about. Just to say, I did it. <laughs> Just to say, he did it. So, <laughs> my number four, 2012, Marvel's The Avengers, directed by Joss Whedon. Oh, now, let me tell you several reasons why this movie stands out. This film stands out because it's managed to do the one thing that fans like myself have only wished for, and that was the team up we all wanted and didn't know we needed. Yeah. 
Captain America, Iron Man, Thor, Hulk, Black Widow, and Hawkeye formed the Avengers with the exception of, and all these people with the exception of Black Widow and Hawkeye each had a solo film, which represented and alluded to what the film was always wanted and, like I said, didn't know we needed. With a perfect balance of A-list stars, comedy, and action, and a scene from Hulk we will never forget, this left me wanting more and watching it over and over again, and is mostly filmed right here in Cleveland. I remember going downtown every time I got off work just to see the set in downtown Cleveland. There's a very honorable mention on that Captain America Winter Soldier. I'll add that later. <laughs> but yeah, that movie still to this day is like the is the is the is the linchpin. It did it. It you know, it wasn't it wasn't X-Men because they started out as the team. It wasn't X Men too. It was. It was this one. It was because they started. It was the formula that worked. They started out with solo films, and then they started off doing the team movie, and it worked. Yeah. Even in the film, watching them try to gel and still fight amongst themselves, but still realize we have a bigger fish to fry. We need to handle this. It worked. It was to me. It was like a football team. Yeah. I only say that because everybody was trying to jockey to see who was going to be the quarterback, <laughs> mm-hmm. who was in charge, who was the leader. Nobody went to work with each other. You had star deep wide receivers. You had this big hawking linebacker who just wants to smash stuff. <laughs> yeah, like, you, got, you got two ex spies who sitting on the sidelines. Like, why are we even here? Yeah, <laughs> we don't have any. We can't yeah. compete with these guys one on one. I could have did without Hawkeye, but I mean, he served the purpose. But I yeah. mean, it was just—it was like a real. It was minus you take away the superpowers, it's like the real world. Right. It's just like six <laughs> people trying to figure out how to live together. Like we don't want to go out drinking. Well, we do. Man, oh, when stuff start going wrong, people start keeping it real. This is what happened. <laughs> right. Yeah, I don't want barbecue. <laughs> it's just fighting. But it was—it was cool because they was able to tell a story with people who were extraordinary but still had I wouldn't say everyday problems, but mm-hmm. it was team building problems, trying to exactly. work together, trying exactly. to get along with your coworker. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's pretty cast, much was. And it actually and it actually set it up later for Civil War because you've seen the tension between That Cap, still was there. Yeah, between Cap and Iron Man, but you know, it was all and it and it always went over. It always spilled over until it finally even in got, Avengers, uh, yeah. Age of Ultron, it was, you could see that division. It, it was the yeah. So like was, in every movie, you still had that up until the end. That was yeah. That was the boiling <laughs> point. That was the boiling point. So my number five, and we had the same number. We had the same listing. Is Avengers Endgame. Directed by the Russo brothers. Now the Russo brothers, for those who don't know, are originally from Cleveland, so they're hometown boys. So that's one other connection there. And here it is: ten years and twenty-three movies later, led to the completion of what is now known as the Infinity Saga. The Marvel Cinematic Universe, or the MCU for short, has managed to set the bar to a level that has not yet been met, as far as superhero films are concerned. Down and out five years later, the remaining Avengers find themselves 
with the last chance to set things right and bring everyone back with a time heist. Coined by Ant-Man. <laughs> coined by Ant-Man and, and Tony Stark. Uh, with lots of close calls, but the standout scene for me takes place during the final battle with Cap, Thor, and Iron Man facing off against Thanos. Iron Man is incapacitated. Thor is close to having an, the axe blade of Stormbreaker pushed through his chest when all of a sudden, Mjolnir, or Mew Mew, <laughs> comes flying through, smacking Thanos, and landing in the hands of no other than Captain America. Now, that's not the only scene, but that was the scene that set the bar. So, yeah, that was the scene in that movie that, like I said, got the biggest pop. That when, that when that happened for me in that movie theater, sitting next to my wife, and by and by the way, this is possibly their longest film in the MCU. This is their longest film clocking in at three hours. Well worth it. Yeah, very yeah, well worth it. Three hours. Oh man. And seeing that scene, and I'm sitting in a theater. Oh, we'd be going nuts. Dude, <laughs> like we would go completely. I mean, unless you're unless you're an extremely avid video gamer and you never leave the house. <laughs> like they're just like, oh, there was a there was a shutdown. I had no idea. Right, I had no idea. <laughs> <laughs> you know, not teasing my gamers out there because I know what it's like. You know, but it was, hey, you guys, you go to work, you come home, you play Red Dead or something, or you play Call of Duty. Yeah. We'll see you for a while. For me, I'm watching films anyway. I'm I'm catching up on shows. I'm like, hey, look, I'm watching Star Girl right now, and I love it. <laughs> So yeah, I, I had to imagine, man. Yeah, I I think we would just go boss to the wall bonkers, and <laughs> we wouldn't know what to do with ourselves. But people, thank you for tuning in, Mike. Do anything you want to plug? Go ahead. Take. Oh, um, listen. Like we kind of alluded to, I ain't got crap going on, dude. Like, <laughs> listen, <laughs> I have nothing going on. Like I'm, I'm literally, honestly, um, every day, I'm just, I'm working, obviously, still, and I'm loving doing shows like this, mm-hmm. and I'm still creating. You know, I'm still looking for ideas and and creating what I can, and and doing photos and stuff like that. So you know, hey. My, my my plug is shoot me ideas. Give yeah. me something to do. So tell so tell the people how can they reach you? You can reach me on Nightmage on Facebook or Nightmage One on Instagram and Nightmage on Twitter. And and let me tell you people, when you go to his pages, your mind will be blown. All right. So the funny thing is you just said that, but I literally probably about right before we put like right before we did this interview, I posted a kind of selfie with my ass showing. So, <laughs> yeah. So if, you, if, you, if you go to my page right now, your mind might be you might, see, you might see that. Oh, yeah. Speaking of which, what is with and and see? And I'm interested now. This is this is yeah. this isn't this isn't the pineapples on pizza debate. This is oh. the this is the pickles on pizza debate. Tell me, he had a garlic a white garlic pizza with pickles on it. Listen, let me tell you something. Let me, let me tell you something. <laughs> so, me and the girl, we decided to have a pizza party today. We're just going to have a pizza party. Me and her, just a pizza party. All right. So, a Wedgwood pizza, 
I mean, I'm pretty sure there's other places, you know, pizza places that does this, but Wedgwood Pizza. So we're looking online, and they have a pickle pizza. So we look it up. It, 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 it's basically a white pizza, so it means there's no red sauce. Mm-hmm. So it's just dough, olive oil, or like a lot of olive oil, uh, garlic, like a crap load of garlic, mm-hmm. pickles, and then mozzarella cheese. That's it. For some reason, that sounds, and I'm gonna tell you why this sounds good to me because I like eating fried pickles and I like cheese sticks. So <laughs> let me tell you something. It is so good. Like the garlic is just so much garlic with the pickles. Like the pickle, the the pickle flavor isn't overpowering. The garlic isn't too garlicky because the pickles are kind of counteracting with it. Uh, between you know the crust, it just uh. see now I have to I have to. I might end up trying to make this thing. <laughs> Dude, listen, if you if you make pizza, if you make pizza, it's not all again, it's literally just olive oil, pickles, and and, and garlic. Um these are things that I already have in the house. <laughs> yeah, this is a crap load of minced garlic. Yeah. And, dude, you're good. Oh, I definitely gotta try this. This sh- the, the pop culture show just turned into a food network show. <laughs> like, I will tell you, it's oily because of all the olive oil. Olive oil it's very yeah. oily. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you, when you look at it, your heart might skip a beat because you're like, "Oh my god, wait!" I'm, I don't know if I should do this. this. <laughs> but once you taste it, you're like, "Oh yeah, this was the right decision." Oh, with garlic pizza, garlic uh, pickle pizza. That's oh, pickle one. pizza. Man. I, I love pickles. Like I love pickle bags. You know, the, the, I call it drink pickle bags. I love yeah. like uh, all sorts of flavored pickles. I love pickles. So the pickle pizza, I was like, yeah, yeah that's it, it was a winner. It was a win- <laughs> oh, <it's, laughs> oh, so good. Oh well, Mike, I appreciate you coming on the show. Thank you for tuning in for it. Um, we Thank will you be for having me. <laughs> I will be calling you again. Yes. Well, we'll, yes. we have to trade recipes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I mean, dude, my recipes might kill you, dude. Like, I'm a... <laughs> if, you, if people that's tuning in, if you watch, if you check out his Facebook page, he Nightmage is a bit of a foodie. He's not just a cosplayer; he's a bit of a foodie. And you know, I, I'll be in, I'll I'll be the first to admit the stuff he's eating. Damn, it looks good. <laughs> like, I'm like, I, I recommend it for other people. I, I don't, like, I, I don't recommend it, but it's good. I, I find myself quoting Ron Perlman's Hellboy when I see it. I'm like, oh, that's gonna hurt in the morning, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be sore in the morning, you know? <laughs> but thanks for <laughs> thanks thanks for coming in, Nightmage. Uh, thanks for having everyone, me. No problem. Everyone out there listening, you can tune in to Bird's Eye View on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Check out our YouTube page. When next time you listen to us, we'll be talking about something new. And if you want to talk about something different that's going on in the pop culture world, go ahead, drop us a line. I'm your host, Chris G. Until then, Blurred's Eye View, out. Peace. It's it took a woman to, to save that save what they had. Save like so good, and I had heard. And I don't know how you guys feel about this, but you can tell me. I heard they weren't. There was, there was a debate in one of the many nerd groups I'm in.
and they were saying that they felt like Joker that Joaquin Phoenix just did should surpass and count as like one of the DC rollout films in you know the universe. I was like, well, I feel like those are different things in different realms. Although I understand where you're trying to to say, hey, since we have these two great ones, we in there, whatever. As far as the film content, I'm like, that was a film. I, I don't even want to put that in a superhero realm or right. a villain right. thing. I'm like, that was a film. That's something I feel like psych students should watch. That's a film. Yeah. Um, that wasn't one of these uh, feel-good fillers. I just want to see the live-action version of my favorite hero. That was yeah. a heartbreaking film. So did you guys feel similar? or how was that uh, Well, Darius, I'll let you take that one. I'll go after that. I haven't seen the Joker. Um, oh, never. This is over. This is over. <laughs> no, no, no. What I what I meant to say was I, I have. You lying? <laughs> yeah, is what I meant to say. That <laughs> was there was a lot of stuff on my docket. See, Marvel Agents of Shield is ending, so that has taken a lot of my time, and I'm slowly dying inside because I know I have two episodes left before I have nothing left in my existence. Which is why I haven't watched this last episode yet. I'm, I'm holding it. <laughs> I'm tearing up a little bit because I've watched this show from exception, but that's not the, that was not the question. I think the Wonder Woman film is the, is the saving grace for what DC have done, because me and Chris have talked about this a while. Superman Returns was a gigantic flop in the eyes of setting up their, you know, their run at their Justice League because they had all that planned out. And when Superman Returns crashed, they had to scrap everything and restart. Superman, you know, with Henry Cavill was good. Uh, Batman versus Superman was convoluted and I got lost in many places, but Wonder Woman in that movie kind of saved it. And Wonder Woman by herself, that story was done right. Like that's how origin story for DC should have been done from the beginning. We've gotten Batman so many times where we've seen his parent die. We know how the story goes. Over and over again. <laughs> no, we know how Superman's story ends. We know how it goes. But Wonder Woman, it was a fresh take on like we knew she was from this island, but we never, you know, got to see it. So visually it was great. Um Gail was amazing. Like she was fierce. She trained hard and you could tell she took this role seriously. And for me, I, I don't think there's nothing else that should be, a, a, you know, a door opener, but that movie, you know, that movie, it, 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 it should set their standard going forward on what they should do to try to bring these characters together. Right. That, the Joker is a villain. I don't really need him. I've seen his story 50 times. He gets dropped in acid. He comes out crazy. You know? <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's exactly how it happens yeah just like <laughs> oh, he does a lot of messed up stuff and then you know him and batman have this weird relationship where they don't want to kill each other but they love each other but they hate each other that's <laughs> called being married <laughs> that's marriage <laughs> uh -huh. you know so it's just wonder woman was that tone setter to me and that's just i don't think there's nothing else that they can do better than that other than copy that well, not copy it, but kind of, you know, stick with that formula because they won with that one. Oh, no, you you had it right. Just copy that, baby, and give us another character, and we'll yeah. be very happy because it was so good. Pretty much. Cause it's, it, 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 it was a win, and it was a huge win. Mm -hmm. And they doubled down thinking it was going to fail. It that's That was the amazing thing. I, me, myself, one, I am a big fan of Wonder Woman. I, I had a crush on Linda Carter when I was a kid. 
and I still do. And she's like 68, 69. She looks still still looks great. She still even has the bracelets. She showed that on Twitter. Okay, then. And so, uh, seeing Gal Gadot in this film, I put it. I, I can put it to you as best as this. In Justice League, Aquaman said it perfectly. He says, "You're fierce. You're beautiful, and oof." <laughs> like you, you couldn't put it any more better than that. And here it was he was sitting on the lasso, but he told the truth, and that's how it was. She like she's beautiful, she's fierce, and she she thinks her stuff through. She just doesn't she does doesn't go barging into the situation. Right. And and I love that you know Patty Jenkins brought that to light. And I mean there were so many firsts for that movie, you know. Uh, first time for DC to have that female-led director film. First time female-led, or first time female-led DC film. You know, first time on film, you know, theatrical release. And it made tons of money. And people wanted wanted it so bad that the people who were saying, oh, she won't make money. Oh, uh, nobody cares about Wonder Woman. Were completely, completely wrong. Even the studios didn't oh, have yeah. faith in it and that's the scary thing i'm like they were writing get... reviews before the film even came out scathing opinion reviews and i'm like nothing even dropped i couldn't imagine being the star carrying this and trying to stay optimistic in interviews because you guys are shredding this before yeah. it even comes out because you're just picking apart and that's what i can't stand about the super fanboys that'll pick apart a trailer and they're just like Oh, this is going to be trash. I'm like, you took a screenshot from a minute and 37 second trailer and decided that this is trash. Yeah. That is so toxic. It's so mm. awful. Uh, so, why don't you write it? You write it and you fund it and you do it. <laughs> you do it better. I agree. I agree. Um, as far as the Joker, which I've seen it several times, um, it should be a standalone. It was a great film. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I don't need more of it, you right. know, you know, but because it was set in a different tone and it was it's not set in this universe of superheroes. There were some twists and turns that you're just like, oh, that's why he does that. Oh, I get it now. You know, not so much sympathetic, but you get it, you know, and I don't need more. Like they're talking about doing a sequel. I'm like, why would you do a sequel? Right. You know, it, you know, leave it where it is and walk it's away. It's not already oversaturated kind of market because Gotham City is definitely oversaturated market. Yeah. Um, unless they're gonna just do a Calendar Man movie or series, or <laughs> right? Whatever. <laughs> I, whatever. Uh, they can make what they could probably make it make it a Netflix series or something. Something. Like yeah. Some stuff. I'm just like, it doesn't have to be dragged out. I get why you may redo it because. Some stories are just so iconic. You're like, it doesn't matter how many times you redo it, we're here for it. Not gonna lie, I'll mm-hmm. always be here for a Joker movie. Now I don't need like a trilogy of it, but I'm always going to be here for a different version of, you know, what happened with him. Um, but yeah, we don't need we don't need more of it, and we're good. I think Wonder Woman definitely just set DC up right, and we gonna mm-hmm. see how they do this afterwards i'm like you can't just have your animated films do well <laughs> right 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 i mean i mean yeah. this movie's you know wonder woman did fantastic the harley harley quinn i should say uh the harley quinn film is fun it's fun because I, I you know this is the first time you get this well the second time now that you get to see a live action harley quinn and you actually i actually enjoy how she's playing the role and 
she was never a bird of prey, however, but I like the animated Harley Quinn show tons, tons better. Oh, yeah. I, you know, the good things about it, and a little bit I have watched, although I'm not like a fan of the girl who plays her, the, mm-hmm. the Big Bang Theory girl. Yeah. Her voice is just annoying to me, but I have that problem where I too am a toxic fan girl where I'm like, the original one or nothing. And it's like, <laughs> still, it would almost be like if Mark Hamill decided, no, I'm not doing the Joker's voice. And his voice like, oh no, honey, you have to. Or someone yeah, else yeah. has to do it. Cause, cause like, you can't no break it now. You <laughs> can't break it. I, we want you on every video game still. We want you on these uh, animated. We just, it's that iconic. So I want that or something. What I, who I really wanted was Brittany Murphy. She would have been fantastic. Oh, yeah. After what got that in my head, after I saw her in Rosario Dawson, who was phenomenal in Sin City. Mm-hmm. And she told a guy, she cut his little pecker off. I was like, that's Harley Quinn. That's she Harley is. And she did she it really with tears is. in her eyes. She was looking all crazy. And I was like, she's Harley Quinn. I hope they do something soon. Oh, it's a shame she does. It's a shame she's not around now. It it's is an absolute shame. She would have like, blown it out the water. There's a certain vulnerability and broken craziness, of course, that a lot of people like and can relate to in Harley Quinn. Um, and I just feel like she would have portrayed that so well. Because I don't feel that with Margot Robbie. I feel you have the strength and the crazy down. But I've never really connected with you on an emotional level outside of uh, when I first saw her in Wolf of Wall Street. Okay, um, yeah. And I could just relate to a woman that wants to punch her husband all the time. I was like, girl, yes. <laughs> <laughs> now, I don't care no. if you paying for this. I want to beat your ass every night. Now, for the so viewers and the crazy. listeners, we're not saying that Joker and Harley are relationship goals. They are far from that. Listen. <laughs> I'm we're like, just saying. that I, I have never been, just to give you all like too much information, but we've been divorced. It's been a while. So it was married. It was a physically abusive relationship. And not one time was I excited or thinking this is like normal or sets up a real, real ride or die couple. No, you're like putting on makeup because your face is proved up. Maybe Harley Quinn was wearing all that makeup all the time, but that face was proved up. Yeah, pay attention to the animated series, to the Batman animated series. Like, even when she wants to spend time, he's pushing her off a desk. He's like just physically and emotionally, (sighs) verbally abusive day in and day out. And you guys are like, crazy couple goals. That shit ain't cute. No, it's not. It's not cute to live. I'm like, if not cute to watch, I think that's also what's interesting when you get older and you start to watch stuff and it didn't hit you the same when you were 12. Mm-hmm. And now I watch some animated series and I'll, I'll watch The Tick and I'll be like, yo, I was really watching this. <laughs> I put my son on Invader Zim and I'm watching him like, what the fuck? What was I watching? <laughs> Invader Zim was, it, that show is so dark. Yeah, it's it so is. Dark, it's so bad. And I'm like, we were really like, Ren and Stimpy is another one. Just. Oh, oh God. God. Ren and Stimpy is the South Park of the day. Like, back then. Ooh, that's a good analogy. Yeah. I didn't realize when dude was cutting that log. You, you I, <laughs> <laughs> Everybody remembers that log scene. Yeah. Where Stimpy got the log on his back and Ren is uh tapping it. I, <laughs> tap in. You're Here's just like, oh, what the hell am I looking at? <laughs> it just sort of goes to show you how, like, innocent we were because that and cow and chicken just a lot of shows i we're watching i was like you watch it now and you're hell even powerpuff girls like this dude was in there was extreme yeah this dude was in there he didn't he didn't 
operated on monkeys, which is why he went nuts and mad on him. And now you got the girls who there's no telling how many times he had. There's no telling how many failed experiments he actually has. Yeah, you think like, about all the dead girls. What happens to, like, there's probably <laughs> all these dead girls in I know who does touch on stuff like the Venture Brothers. When we mentioned the, the, oh, now, Dr. So Venture, good. they touch on that quite a bit, you know. That show was way too good. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, that's there's a lot of dark stuff, and people typically hype up the dark shit. But I'm like, mm, being an adult, part of being an adult is realizing Harley Quinn and Joker are not going Hell, even Bruce and Selena aren't going. That shit is toxic. Yeah. It is annoying. I couldn't even be excited when they're talking about, oh, the wedding. <laughs> even they said it. Even 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 Selena said it. Like, we get married. This is not going to work. Like, that's, I you're not going to you're not, have a kid. I was like, y'all don't, they make more sense just not having anything serious or close to normal. No. Don't no. try to force that on us. At this point, we don't even want it. I'd rather than be their like weird situationship rather than let's really try to do this. No, mm -hmm. this is toxic. This is awful. I can't even think of anybody. Even now, Selena. Even Selena like, said. Even Selena says it's toxic. She she's <laughs> like, yeah. If I if we get married, the darkness is gone, and we actually need that for this city. <laughs> like, and the fact that you have to be the person to tell somebody like Bruce that. <laughs> it's just that is it's insane. But I don't think I've ever seen um, a couple in comic book world where I was like, "That's healthy. That's what I want." Because mm -hmm. even Gene and Scott were working my fucking nerves. I'm like, oh, I'm God. tired. I am so tired of you guys. I what want her to lose her mind and kill you all. Like, <laughs> I'm, tired. I'm tired. You're a Scott. Scott, the simp. <laughs> Hey, I promise you I want to say it, but I was thinking it. I was like, Scott hey, is the worst. I'm going to say it because that's what the I... The worst. He is. That's why she kept rolling over to Logan. It's just... It just... Listen, he's one of those nice guys. Because I've met these guys before. He's one of those nice guys that have to tell you he's a nice guy. And you just you should really just appreciate that I'm just being a nice guy. And it's like... No. No, they don't have to. And I'm not a person that shipped Logan either. Because, again, toxic. That's someone you go to and you're like, I'm going to sleep with you. But we're not gonna really be together because this can't work. This, no. is, this is dumb. You got too much back. You have like way you too do. much baggage. Here's what. And then you're not gonna be up in storm space and then come back to me. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no. That was you the pick. Will and Jada and August Alcina. <laughs> <laughs> that was the original entanglement. Right. How right. is that not a meme? That, How is that not a meme? It oh. was. I've seen it. It was. Because, oh my god! So awful. I mean. Yeah. It, though because everybody knew well not as kids we didn't know but we everybody knew gene and wolverine had that little that look you know when they walked around each other and scott was just simple <laughs> <laughs> down home as could be and didn't pay attention so boring. sweating and stuff and you was like what is going on the most interesting thing about scott is when he's like i can't control my eyes and if that's the most interesting thing about you mm -hmm. scott was the <laughs> I'm sorry. Can we touch on this for a minute? Because that yeah, we can. I'm on the Scott hate train, so we can we can roll this. I'm with it. I love it. Goofiest one on there because that <laughs> I can't see. Ray Charles couldn't see. Stevie Wonder couldn't see. You didn't hear them making no damn excuses. This one had excuse every day of why he couldn't do nothing because of his eyes. I wear glasses. Chris wear glasses. We ain't out here. You wear glasses. I just ain't got them. <laughs> 
just like the weirdest one because it's always, oh man, I can't do nothing because I'm blind. And then I'm like, was was Daredevil having that same excuse? Last and Daredevil, time? and we know Daredevil has some relationships. Oh, he <laughs> had a couple of entanglements, but he also yeah, right. had hands. And if you can't see, I need you to have hands. I need you to be tough with the shit. Like I'll still beat your ass even mm-hmm. if I can't see you. I need you to have hands. Like there was, oh, it's like why couldn't Scott be like have some Taskmaster vibes about him, and then like have the oh my eyes. You, like something more interesting. It's like yeah. what was, what was his first he was thing? too much of a Boy Scout. Oh was, God! And it wasn't even like an interesting Boy Scout where, like Cap, where I'll, you definitely Boy Scout, but it's like, but I am still here for you. Yeah. And and I've had moments where I hate. I got some stuff in my kitchen right now. It's like it says Team Stark because it was, it was a serious thing for me in my life to pick a side with that shit. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I'm definitely Team Stark. But he's a character you can say. You're not wrong about whatever you're talking about. I just don't like that it's coming from you, but I still respect where you're coming from. No respect for Scott. I didn't care what he was talking about. I didn't care why he was bothered, even when he was screwed over more than once. I still yeah. didn't care. I there, care there was times where he knew about Logan, and instead of like, he would, they would face off, and Logan got that look like, "I Logan, wish you would." I he, he had like, that. I wish you would. He's like if on site was a person. Yeah. That's what I was yeah. Gonna, <laughs> he basically was on some stuff like, but can you fight though? Can you be my ass? Right, right. Can you be my ass? I'll leave your girl alone. If, if, if wish a motherfucker would, that's Logan. That's, that's <laughs> right. Those are memes. We need to have those memes. Uh, if, the, if he was a part, if, if wish a 